Welcome to the Glow Podcast, the show that's raw, real, and absolutely inspiring. Get ready to laugh, cry, and get ready for a real, raw, unfiltered ride as we dive deep into the incredible and sometimes controversial stories of your favorite celebrities and influencers. This is where the extraordinary becomes the ordinary and where inspiration knows no bounds. And now your host, the former WWE superstar, viral TikToker, celebrity fitness and nutrition coach, and all-around force to be reckoned with, Gabby Tuft. Welcome to the Glow Podcast. I am your host, Gabby Tuft. Uh, today we've got uh, one of my dear friends here from uh, professional wrestling. But before I intro him to you, what I'm going to do is let you know that this is a listener-supported podcast. So every time I fly one of my guests out here, we fly our butts out to Vegas and go party at the casinos. No, we don't do that, I swear. It is a listener-supported podcast. If you want to support, you want the full uncensored video along with some behind-the-scenes footage, head over to patreon.com forward slash Gabby Tuft and uh, show your support there. But right now, that special friend of mine is here all the way from California, from SoCal. Uh, we have a third-generation pro wrestler. He is part of the Guerrero family. Did I say that right? Guerrero. I have to roll the R. <laughs> and the go-to guy in Hollywood for just about everything wrestling. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Chavo Guerrero. What is going on? Ooh, Chavo. There it is. I hear that. <laughs> I've been dying to say it. <laughs> I still hear that all the time. It's so funny. You tell me like, you hear it in the airports and stuff, too, Yeah, right? you know what? It's the funny thing. Like, like I was saying that earlier, um, WWE had come to me and they're like, "Hey, we want to change your music." So I still had some, uh, I still had some music from WCW, and it was kind of analog music. You know, we had the Los Guerreros music, but when me and Eddie split up, uh, I went back to my old WCW music. So they uh, came up with the Uchavo, you know, uh, song. And at first, I was kind of like, "Yeah, okay, okay," not, you know, not the coolest thing. And they're like, "Listen." Trust me, trust me. I said, all right. So I trusted the the man in charge, and uh, sure enough, I mean, it's like iconic. Like everywhere, yeah. I'll be walking down the airport or driving in a car, and I'll say, "Here, here, ooh, Javel," and I'm like, I don't even know who say it sometimes. Just like it around. It's true. You still got the Impala. Got the Impala, and it is so awesome right now. I what'd you do? Did you change it's, anything about yeah, it? Yeah, you know what? I made it more. A new thing instead of so it was all low ridered out, right? I had right. the thirteen inch Zenith wheels on there. I had you and know, it was Eddie's originally, right? Well, this was so this okay. Backstory first. This yeah. was the original car that Eddie and I came out first time on TV with oh in Worcester, God. Massachusetts. It was green. It was at a pay per view. We had this idea. Why don't we come out on a car? You know, um, Taker was coming out on a, on a motorcycle yeah. at the time, yeah. and we were gonna do it one time. So we did it. Everybody loved it. Okay, awesome. That's when we started coming out on, on the cars. Okay. Well, then John Cena bought that car, and he owned it for about three or four years. When Eddie passed away, John Cena gave it to me. Shut up. Gave it to me. Just gifted it. Back. Gifted it to me. Now, wow. since then, I had a completely frame-off restoration. I mean, it... it, uh, it like you can eat off the bottom of it now. Like they completely changed everything. I mean, everything I had it completely redone. So it was, it's amazing. But you know, I had the 13 inch wheels on it and I was very true to the low rider culture yeah. with the pumps and the batteries and stuff. But it's really cool to up and down, but it's really shitty to drive. I've never been in a car with hydraulics on it. It's, so. it's, it's, it's cool. 
Yeah, but it's, it's cool. it, it drives like shit because thirteen inch wheels are like I'm, I was like like, on, like on ice pizzas. skates. <laughs> I was like ice skates. You go over thirty miles an hour. It's horrible. Oh crap! And it drives horrible. Like like the uh, um the hydraulics is just like a nineteen you know fifty sixties cult uh, um um a um tech a not real. I'm looking for um it's a nineteen sixties um. We're drawing a blank. What? Yeah, yeah, we're, we're, we're talking about the rims. Too, too much weed. No, no, but it's a, a technology. God, 1960s, 1960s technology. <laughs> so it it doesn't. It's horrible. So I switched. I there's a new thing in California called uh, a low rod. It's a low rider, but a hot rod. Oh. So I put I took out the the hydraulics and I put it on like racing suspension, but made it sit really awesome with sway oh, bars crap. and everything. And then we put. 20, 20 inch rims in the front, 20 by eights in the front, 20 by nine fives in the back. So oh my gosh. They, it looks awesome. Right. It's perfect. So they're not too big, but they're, it, it rides. I'll be going eight on the freeway, like nothing. No big deal. It's like, awesome. I, I will go to like, you know, Javier's or Las Brisas in, you know, Orange County and there'll okay. be Ferraris, there'll be Lamborghinis, there'll be Rolls Royces. And, and I'll pull up, I pull up in, in this car. <laughs> And everybody freaks out. Everybody's like, oh my God, what kind of cars? Whoa. Like, and I'm like, you know, that's a $450,000 Phantom over there, yeah. right? And they're like, no, 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 this car. I mean, people will take pictures with it. And yeah, it's Holy awesome. crap. It's, well, it's, I've, I've it's seen it show. on your IG. It's a damn nice car. It's perfect. Yeah, you perfect. should be proud of that. So but awesome. it feels good, right? It's awesome. <laughs> it's so rad. I love so uh, I know you had a lot to do recently with one of the movies that just came out, Iron Claw with Bob yeah. Von Erichs. So anything wrestling in that movie, I had something to do with. So the director contacted me, actually was trying to contact me. You know, you get a lot of calls in Hollywood, you know, people are kind of full of shit sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, I've I got this there. project, I got this project. It's not really a go, you know, so yeah. sometimes I have to filter that out. So I got a text from one of my glow actresses, Alison Brie, you know, A-list Alison yeah. Brie. She's like, hey, Chavo, there's this director that's trying to get a hold of you. He really helped out her husband, Dave Franco. It really helped me out, helped him out, Davey. Davey? <laughs> yeah. We're calling it, him Davey, Davey now. <laughs> in his directorial debut, you can want to talk to this guy. So I had a meeting with him. Sean Durkin is awesome. What a great guy. Great director. But just a really, really cool guy. And we... We hit it off, and he was like, "Hey, man, will you help me make this movie?" And I'm like, "All right, let's do it." Oh, awesome! So we, you know, we did it. I trained all the actors: Zac Efron, Jeremy Allen White, Harris Dickinson, Herb McCallan. And, and you had to tra train Zac from scratch, right? He never from, done any wrestling. No, none, none of these guys had ever stepped a foot in a ring. Oh my god! So this, like, knowing what that's like, and going back to you know, Chavo knows me from way back when. I, I came from a non wrestling background, right? And I got pulled up to FCW, which was Florida Championship Wrestling, with right. like Steve Kern and Doc Pritchard, right. not knowing anything. I'd been in the ring like once a week for a year with Bassman's uh, UPW. UPW, yeah. So yeah. I was like, girl, I was so, <laughs> Chavo's wife, Sherry, sitting over here. I was so green. Like, I didn't know nothing. And knowing where I came from and like what you must be, you know, having to do with these guys and how long it takes to get the average person just ring ready. Um, that it's just, it's crazy. So how did, how do you start with these guys? Like what, what do you do? You know, it's too, it's different than what I train a pro wrestler, a pro or an actual pro wrestler. I'm, you know, I'm not training these guys to be in a WrestleMania match. I'm training them to look like wrestlers in a scene. Right. Okay. So there's a lot of little tricks I use. Now it's still 
pro wrestling, so it's, it's hard to completely. It's still in a real wrestling ring, and you know, I may pat it a little extra more. Or oh, I hate you. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I make it as soft as I can, but I can't make it too soft because it's it, it won't it'll it'll flex a little roll ankles. So there's as much as I can. I I I. I kind of, you know, take the sting out of it. We I don't think it. most people that are listening to this know what a wrestling ring consists of. Metal and wood and a little piece of mat like this. And you know how hard that ring is. It's It moves a little bit. It, like be, you can see a tiny bit well, of flex. The boards will flex. But that, yeah, it's the, it's the two by six. So board a underneath. board is flexing. A wooden, you know, two by six board is flexing. And that's what you're trying to hit. So, you know, we, we always did something in the middle of the ring, right? Yeah. Well, it's sometimes when I'm filming in the scene, I got to push everybody to the far right because just, I have like a, a steady can or a handheld inside the ring. So I got to push it out. It'll look, I it look, it feels really weird, but it looks aesthetically right on camera. So I'll tell these guys, Hey guys. Okay. So you know, that bump that we threw in there, let's get that out of there because now you're falling on the apron. And they're like, oh my oh gosh. Oh God, the apron bumps. Right. The worst. Yeah. So that's it, the outside of the ring for anybody the, that doesn't know, like the by the, where the ropes are, because the there's zero flex there. It's there's like no flex. two by six wood boards. And underneath that, there's steel I beams that run across. Oh my God. When I see people bump, bump on that now, I'm like, oh my God. They're gosh, doing it all. It's like a thing now. <laughs> there's like no sound. There's no, like, I don't think the crowd typically appreciates how much more that hurts. Oh God. You know, yeah. So I train, you know, I train them a little differently, but my biggest compliment when I have people outside of the business go, wow, like, like fans go, you know, Zach Efron, he looks like he could go to WWE now. That's and amazing. I'm like, I'm like, well, I didn't train him for that. That's two different things, but think that's a compliment. That that's means I'm doing compliment. my job right. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. You know, knowing that people are giving those compliments must feel great. Like you're, you're doing your job. You're training uh, Hollywood A-listers to, to do what took us decades. You know, how about this? What was Zach's reaction on this first bump? You know, so I try not to bump them as much as I can, but you still got up. They got to fall, you know. Right. So um, they're like, "Wow, that hurts." <laughs> they're like, "Wow, I thought this was going to be a lot softer than it was." Or how about hitting the ropes? Right? Remember, oh, everyone hits the ropes, God. and I wait, I wait, wait, and then they start hitting the ropes, and they're like welted up on their side of their lats. Mm -hmm. And they're like, wow, this, this is a lot harder than I thought it was. Yeah. Because we make it look so easy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, you know, I got back in the ring like three weeks ago, right? Okay, so what the heck is that about? Because I saw, mm -hmm. I'm seeing some teasers out there. Mm -hmm. We don't get too much teasers. in it. But it's, it is, that's the next progression, and that's awesome. I saw that you got back in the ring with Natty Nightheart. I did. And you were training with her. It's training at the dungeon. So anytime you're in, in Southern California, I got a ring set up. We'll come down. I'll, I'll get in the ring with you. and I'm going to make a you. trip out there just to train with you. 100%. I got actually, I so crazy, uh, two nights ago, right before I uh, I went to AEW, went backstage, Dynamite, had a nice conversation with Tony Khan. Great. Uh, but the day before, I was training at Dustin's. And for anyone who doesn't know, that's gold dust. Yep. I swung a clothesline and I had this searing pain in like my outer right pack. Finished the match like, you know, we do. And uh, I'm, I'm in excruciating pain. I grab Abaddon and I'm like, Abby, I need you to come in the bathroom with me real quick and check out my, my boob. Like, what's, I put both hands up. I'm like, are we okay? She goes, no, you're not okay. What'd you do? Did you turn? I, so I went down to Houston. I drove to Houston yesterday to see my surgeon about it. I ruptured the mucosa capsule around my implant. So basically mm. after they, like they carve the pocket and mm -hmm. it forms like a, 
a lining around it, your body does, and I ruptured it. So if I were to squeeze my breast implant, it would go right up into my armpit right now. So that's something you didn't have to worry about before. No, God, no. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't have chest implants when I was working with you back in the day. <laughs> okay, so let, so let me... Let me talk about that. Now, you, I, questions. You, if anybody doesn't know Gabby before, you see her as Tyler Rex. You were like the alpha male. Oh, you, yeah. you walked in the room and I was like, I want to look like that guy. Oh, hey. I was nice. like, this guy was like, like for Mad Max, you know, 6'2", 280 pounds, you know, whatever, 6% body fat, that whatever you, nuts. it was crazy. And I was like, God, this, and, and you were such an athlete. Thank you. Like a super athlete, like, like not just a big guy, you were, you know, doing stuff. So are you still that athlete? Yeah, that part never left. It took a little bit of uh, getting used to again. Mm-hmm. Um, I've, I've always stayed active. Right. Uh, the process was about losing muscle mass and trying to slim my frame down, which right. was hard. Right. But it's crazy, Travis. So like, I got back in the ring, and it took me like, three days for everything to come back to me. I mean, the endurance part came, and like, oh, do I use this hand or that hand? Or I'm not quite positioned right. Yeah. I'm still. I'm like. I'm probably eighty percent right now. Yeah. That'll you, come where back. I used to be. Yeah. But. You know, after coming from the dungeon, having three days with Natty, I'm like, right. oh, I'm good to go. <laughs> like, yeah, nice. But, it, you know, everything came right back. Still super athletic, yeah. And you had all that muscle mass before, so it probably cushioned a lot of your bumps. And now it probably hurts a lot more. Everything hurts. So you're talking about the guys, like, getting welted up from running the ropes and everything. Mm-hmm. I got home the first night of practice here at Dustin's, and I took my shirt off. Uh, I, you know, I had my sports bra on, but I had, like, a, a little overtop on. I took it off, and Mia, my daughter, looks mm-hmm. at me. She's like... Oh my God, are you okay? And I'm like, what's wrong? And I look in the back and it's just bruised, like big ass bruises across my entire back. It was crazy. My first bump that I took, I was working with Caitlin Stings, Mm daughter-in-law. And I'm like, okay, girl, it's time. Like I need to take a bump. And she goes, okay. Like, give me a tackle. And she gave me a tackle. I hit the mat. My soul left my body. <laughs> right? You're like, uh, oh, I don't remember this hurting like this. Oh my God. And so, yeah, as a guy with all that muscle, it just felt like everything right. was not easier. Just, I don't know. I don't, it's hard to articulate. It just feels like there's more potty. So of bones. course your strength is left. It's not, a, you don't, not, you don't have as much strength as you did before, right? Nowhere, nowhere close. Not even so close. So picking somebody up, is it different? Harder. Yeah, it's I'm sure it's hard. You really got to squat down because before you'd be you hoist yeah, you'd hoist can, me up like nothing. Yeah, so. I could just muscle guys up. It was easy. I didn't yeah. have to use my legs. Now I got to squat down, use mm-hmm. my legs, get everybody up, and especially with like the new guys, you yeah. know, they're kind of sacks of potatoes because they don't really know how to post very well. Bu- yeah, they don't post. Holy yeah. crap! It's, it's so much more work. <laughs> but God, it's great to be that back. Would, in. I would. We'd get so much heat. I would love if I was in the ring still having you as my my. China in a your sense. Heater? Oh my God. It would be weird. You're, you're totally, we would get so much heat. It'd be, It'd be so easy. Oh, that's, that's what I keep saying. I'm like brand. the world, half the world's going to love it. Half the world's going to hate it. And it's just like, you I can't, can't as long as they react to it. Yeah, like, oh, they, then you know, they would. My grandfather should tell me, and it doesn't matter if they're cheering for you or they're booing for you, as long as they're reacting to you. Cause the second they're quiet and they're not reacting, now you have an issue. I, I So I remember when you and I were mm-hmm. on the roster together mm-hmm. on SmackDown mm-hmm. and I would come out and it was just like crickets, you know, I was like, fuck. Yeah. And then we did the, the SmackDown Euro tour mm-hmm. and you and I worked a ton on that. We did. And when you, cause they sent you out first as, as the baby face. So Travis got as the good guy. 
and you were so over with the crowd, you know, you hear mm-hmm. the ooh, Chavo, the crowd fucking explodes. Right. And then for me to go out after that, it was just, it was like no work at all. They hated me instantly. Right. I'm like, oh, right. that's what it's like to have people get a reaction. So that, and that's, it was so easy work because once, once you get, so you're working with somebody who's over, over means you're popular or whatever you want to call it. Um, once you're working with something like that, now they want to see me beat you. But the second that you're, you're whipping my ass in there and you were, I was like, bring it, bring it. I remember that. Shit out of me. Like, go, that go, go, in. go, go. Because I, if I was going over, if I was winning, I, I had to make you the, in the eyes of the people, I had to make you King Kong. I had to make you Godzilla. So when, if I beat you, I beat Godzilla. Like, right. wow, unbelievable. And then afterwards, I'd be like stumbling down, raising my hand. I'd fallen yeah. down because you beat the shit out of me. It was like the underdog story at That's, that point that you could. And that was something you taught me too. Mm-hmm. Because before those tours, and I got to work with guys like you, mm-hmm. it was, okay, what cool move can I do? And how do I just look mean? And you were the first person to teach me how to actually tell a story in the ring. And I was yeah. shocked at how easy it was too. Simple, right? Yeah. It makes it so hard. And I tell people all the time, I go, guys, so let's, 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 let's equate it to Hollywood, like a wrestler, pro wrestling to Hollywood. In Hollywood, the explosions and the fight scenes and shooting, that, that's all cool, but that helps tell a story. Right. The explosions themselves are not a story. So I, I remember one time I saw like the first Transformers and nothing against Michael Bay, but the first Transformers, my mm-hmm. kids loved it. It was there blowing everything up. But after 30 minutes of blowing stuff up, I was like, yeah. okay, I get it. <laughs> yeah. you, you can blow stuff up. We can do cool shit at okay, Hollywood. Tell Got me it. a story. You know, they make me care about these characters. Yeah. Well, then uh, Shia LaBeouf's friend dies. There's still explosions going on. He's, <laughs> he's like, no. And I did not care. I didn't care about the guy. I like, I literally do not give a shit about this person. I don't care if he dies because yeah. you're just exploding everything. But at the same time, I saw Bridges of Madison County. I still never saw that movie. I saw it. I didn't want to, but somebody over did, there. Did, did wifey this, over here. She, she, let's watch it. And right, I watched she's it. She's just head down. She's like, yeah. I, <laughs> I loved it. I loved it. It was amazing. It was great. Not one explosion. Not one. But. You cared about the characters. So at the very end, when Clint Eastwood and Meryl Streep are there, and they're like, not to give it away, but he doesn't go to her. You're like, go to her, go to her. And he doesn't. I was heartbroken. I uh, was like, I, the, the, the movie ended, and I stayed in my seat. Like, uh, <sighs> It's a story. But they, why? Why? Did they, they made me care about the characters. They didn't have to do moves or explosions. They made me care about them. So in wrestling... Let's make it in a wrestling terms now. Wrestling, those moves help tell the story, but the moves themselves are not the story. They're like the explosions. They and are there to help you care about these characters. Once you care about them, now you're invested. Right. So when uh, WrestleMania, I don't know which one it was, Ric Flair's first retirement match. Okay. It's had like 15 of them. But Rick, I know, I was like, which, which of the which one? The, the one where he retired against <laughs> Shawn Michaels. Oh God, yes. And the very end, I mean, there's just oh, Ric Flair. They didn't do, oh. they wrestled. They didn't do a whole bunch of different moves. Besides Shawn Michaels doing, you know, Shawn Michaels stuff. Is he as well? At the very end, he's, uh, Ric Flair's staggering up. He's staggering up. I get chills thinking about it. Yeah. And Shawn Michaels is in the corner. He's loading the boot. Bam, bam, loading the boot. And his Ric Flair looks at him and goes, come on, come on. And, Rick, and, and Shawn Michaels Mike. looks at him and says, I'm sorry, 
I love you, and kicks his face off and pins him. One, two, three. That I got goosebumps now. Like was everything. And what was it? It was a super kick that you see a thousand times in a match. It means nothing, but that one meant everything. That that was the defining moment. That is exactly what we do in wrestling. So when I train actors, when I got. Jeremy Allen White, the bear, you know, this guy's an A-lister, right? I got Zac Efron in the ring. I explain, I go, guys, and they're apprehensive at first. I go, guys, you know how to wrestle. You just don't know you know it yet. And when I start telling them, what we really do is we tell stories. And they're like, oh. So Jeremy Allen White said really good in one of the interviews that he was in. And he said, you know, the moves are moves, but he goes, What's almost more important are those beats in between the moves. Oh, yeah. And that's when I'm like, oh, he got it. That And for him to catch Click. that, that's amazing. Click. Because it takes guys decades in, in, in the in, actual business of wrestling to figure that out. Some never actually do. I'm a third generation pro wrestler. Wrestling fed my family for over 85 years. I have grew up with a wrestling ring in my backyard. Me and Eddie learned to walk in a wrestling ring, and I didn't know any of this. Oh, my gosh. So I wish I would have been... In Hollywood, before pro wrestling, I would have been a better pro wrestler. Oh, that's crazy to know Isn't that. that crazy? But, it, I mean, it makes tons of sense. So, like, you look at the top guys now. You mm-hmm. look at, like, Dom and Rhea in yeah. WWE. They're telling a story. Those stories. You know? like, moves don't really mean it. Dom took story. out Ray. I was like, well, there's a story that's built in. That's perfect. Like, yeah. you instantly hate him. Right. It's like, who does that to their dad? You know, it's like there's right. there's built-in stories. Uh, and that it's funny because I, I end up kind of helping out at the school with Dustin a lot. And, you know, with the beginners, it's the same thing. You know, I'll, I'll run matches. That's the reason we cut promos. He yeah, he's literally 10 minutes oh, away. awesome. Great. Yeah, great, it's, great. I don't want to give his location, but course, uh, he's, course, he's very yeah, close. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that's why, like, we cut promos. You know, we always have a microphone to create that story. And I'll, I'll, I think the most challenging thing, too, is if you've got two people you don't know, and the crowd has no idea who they are, how do you tell that story? And so that was something that you taught me when we were doing those the tour they gotta uh, the care about shows. you somehow some way or another yeah yeah <clears throat> which was which was crazy and you you did glow too gorgeous uh, ladies of wrestling yeah I, I was the the on all four seasons or three and a half seasons i was the the wrestling guy on that the wrestling consultant and the wrestling coordinator that's crazy mm-hmm. oh wait back up wait, were you in the iron fist i haven't seen or the iron claw were, yes. were you actually in that i was what you what was your so the ver- the what very first match uh-huh. on on the screen was the Sheik, the original Sheik, Ed Farratt, versus oh Kevin Von Erich. I was Ed Farratt. Oh, how cool. So I was in the ring. So how that came about is the director asked me, goes, hey, this is after, you know, I've been working on the film a little bit. Mm-hmm. And he goes, hey, can you play a role? And I'm like, so everybody, oh, yeah, great, awesome. You know, it's, for me, it's hard because once I, I'm... I'm in the ring performing. I can't be behind, be behind the camera with a director and changing things up on the fly. And that's what I do. I'm literally behind the camera with a director and we're, he's the director, but I'm, he's, he's playing off me and I'm telling him, Hey, so hold on. Can I change this move? And I'm going to face that B camera right there. And now you have a, you have a jib or a crane in here. So it's your expertise. It's let your, me, your yes. years in the ring where you understand the angles. Exactly. So mm-hmm. I go, let me get you that shot. Well, I can't see it if I'm in the ring. So I told him, I said, yes, I will play this part as long as you budget out time for some replays because I got I to see it so I can we can make this 
Awesome. And that's, uh, and you're on the clock when you're, when you're filming too, right? Exactly. They have a certain amount of time per day that they have to dedicate to everything. Yeah. It's all a budget, you know, that's it's crazy. all about a budget. That's like the main important thing. I think I saw, um, I think I saw the scene. Wasn't Efron doing like a big cross body on you yes. off the top ropes? Exactly. That's a pretty, that's a pretty big move for a beginner. And he, I just got to go look, bro. I guess it's, <laughs> it's going to sound weird. Jump as high as you can. The higher you jump, the easier it is for me to catch you. And he's like, what do you mean? I said, <laughs> when you jump slow, I, it's like a dart. I cannot, I can't find you. But when you jump high, it's like this hang time. Even if it's a split second, I can find you, I can catch you, and I can make it as soft as I can for you. It's like that fly ball for baseball. Ex you, like you'd rather have one up and you can kind of. Then the line drive, it. right? Oh God, any day. <laughs> so I would tell him that. So I, and he was really cool. He's like, all right, child, I'm going to trust you. I could just, just trust me. He did his high, and he was like, whoa, so high that he jumped out of frame. We had to reshoot it. Well, we oh, shot my it, God. We shot it like 30 times, but I oh, literally, ow. yes. So, and I would explain to them, guys, they all want to put this movie in. I said, okay, great. So that's a bump, right? You're falling. So that's, you've got three bumps in this little scene that we're doing. Great. We're going to shoot this scene. In pro wrestling, I, film for 20, I shoot for 15, 20 minutes, you know, a match, and I'm done. Right. I said, we're going to shoot this over the next four hours. And you're going to go to lunch, you're going to come back. Mm. So that three bump sequence, we're going to film it. Let's say we film it 20 times. Now that turns to 60 bumps. Yeah. So let's take that bump out and let's put this in. They're like, oh yeah, you're right. Okay. Hey, we can shoot it once. <laughs> and I'll look at the director. Hey, I got one shot with this guy or I got two shots, two takes and that's it. Cause that's too hard. Okay. Let's get those camera angles right. Just make it one. They, they yes. quickly start understanding how much pain's involved and how every bump like, adds up. We have this thing we call for for people that don't know. We call it our bump card. Exactly. Your you only have so many punches in your bump card. Mm -hmm. Don't out. You know. Don't don't punch them out. Um, Terry Funk, a family friend, told me that, and he goes, "Hey, he's got that raspy Texas voice. Hey, Chavo, that was a great match you put on." I said, "Yeah, thanks, man. Appreciate it." It's Terry Funk. You know, yeah, I, I love Terry. <laughs> And he's like, Terry, he's like, Chavo, well, uh, man, you worked really hard. I said, oh, thanks, man. I appreciate it, man. I'm getting props from Terry Funk. Yeah, right. And he's like, Chavo, it is so, uh, how many bumps you take in that match? And I said, I don't know, quite a few. He said, well, let's go over them. Let's talk about it. Oh, God. So we started that. talking about it. Said, so it was like 10 or 15 months. And he goes, wow, man, 15 months, you worked really hard, kid. I said, yeah, I did, I did. And he goes, okay, so how, how many matches you do a year? And I said, God, man, we're like at. You know, 280, 300. He goes, let's just say 300. Just say for easy. I said, 300. So, so 300 times, let's say 10, 10 bumps. You did 3,000 bumps that year. Oh, how long are you going to work? And I said, oh, I don't know. He, you went over 10, 20 years? I said, yeah. And he goes, all right, that's 20 years. So that's 10,000 bumps. Was it? No, uh, 30, I got So 10,000 bumps in one year times, times 20. That's 200,000 bumps. And I was like, why don't we just cut down three bumps? And he was, that's 30,000 less bumps you're going to do in your, in your career. It's insane. And I said, wow. He's like, he's not talking about the ones that mean, that mean something. Like, you have to take that bump. That's a pivotal point in the match. No, just the throwing away, you know, now they throw away Canadian destroyers and power bombs. Oh, wait, everybody's doing a Canadian destroyer. It's like the thing. That was like the most... Like when Petey Williams started doing that move, I was like, oh my God, that's the most cool thing I've ever seen. Now it's just a high spot. And I'm like, yeah. what are you guys doing? Everybody's working too hard. Yeah. They're not working smarter than working and when hard. It, I think people don't understand. It's pretty much the equivalent of being in a car crash every time we bump. Every single time. What is it, like 30 mile an hour crash? Oh is what they my say, God. Like every, every time, you know, I mean, so, I mean, all the stuff with protecting your head and concussions and stuff. And they say every time that you, 
you see the stars that mm-hmm. it's a slight concussion. Well, how many times has that happened to oh, you? Oh God, I've seen hundreds, so many stars. Hundreds. Yeah. Yeah. I've I've had a couple of a couple of ringers for right? sure. Right? But but so it's like we need to like start working smarter, not harder. Not harder. Right. I know. I love that. When you were training the girls for glow, mm-hmm. like what was that like? Because now you're in there. There there's this big topic right now, you know, with me coming back to wrestling and right. knowing that I, I'm dead serious about it. Right. You know, the world's like, well, are you gonna get in there and wrestle guys or girls? And here's me. Of course, always dangling a carrot and trying to tease. I never want to, never want to tell anybody what I'm doing until I actually do it. Absolutely, because I'm trying to build a buzz about it. For sure. And there is the, I, th- I think the majority of the people that that are not familiar with the business, they're like, well, how can Gabby get in there with with female? Like she's going to destroy. It. Like it, there's no freaking way. And like, I don't think the world understands that most of the girls end up training with guys in practice. Before they go yeah. train with, like, they, they do actual matches. So talk to me about Glow. Like, what was that like? Well, going back to you really quick before. Oh, yeah, Glow, go ahead. Before, the beautiful part about Perus is we can manipulate storylines and get a woman in with guys or get you in with girls and guys and, and, and whatever. We can manipulate those storylines and you could have a little tiny you know, let's say a, you know, five foot two woman actually whoop your ass or yeah. you could be whooping the ass of like a Liv Morgan. Uh, like yeah, I was yeah, in the yeah. ring with Liv when I was at Danny's. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Or you could be whooping the ass of, you know, you know, Paul White. It's sure. just, it's, it's, we can manipulate those storylines, which is beautiful. That's what's awesome about pro wrestling. But, um, so to glow, um, to glow. <laughs> you know, getting, I, I had <clears throat> these, all these actresses, was me and f- me and 12 actresses and two stunt girls in the ring. Okay. That's it. It was, I was the only guy. <laughs> so um, when I got and this, they're gr- all actresses. They're, they're actresses, not except for wrestling. Kia Stevens, who is Kia Stevens was Awesome Kong, right? Yes. So oh, I love Kia. She's so great. Okay. But everybody else were just actresses. Now there was one girl, Sidel. Uh, Sidel was ran track in college. She's okay. a stud. Okay. Everybody else was. Actresses. So I got them on the ring and they didn't even know how to get the ring. Like I'm, I'm like, I had to explain that. Even and that's a challenge if you've never done it. It's, actually, if you want to get a good laugh, like we always tell people, just tell a random person to try to get into the ring. <laughs> do I roll in the They don't know how to do it. Yeah. So I got them all in the ring. I'm like, okay, God, girls, give me your athletic background. Mm-hmm. They're like, well, I, I, I did Shakespeare in high school. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, how about you? I played T-ball when I was nine. I said, that's all you've done? I was like, okay, okay, so great. So that now I know what I'm working with. But real, f- these girls were very apprehensive because, you know, they, this is pro wrestling they're getting yeah, into. Yeah, they've seen it. And I, I goes, girls, you, you don't think you're athletes, but you're athletes. I'm going to show you. And we show them how athletic they actually were. And these girls were, they would cry. I would cry in on a daily basis because they were like, no, they, my entire life, People told me I couldn't do something like this, and now I'm doing it. They're like, well, I That's wasted beautiful. so much time. Jackie Tone, uh, one of she played Melrose on the show. Okay, and we got her to body slam somebody. When I showed them both the techniques of how to do it, she she's crying. She's little crying. She's like, "Chavo, you don't understand. My mom told me that that just wasn't me. You're cute. You're gonna be on stage, and you're gonna sing." You're just at sports just aren't for you. You're, she's just not athletic, is what she was told her yes. whole life, and she's like. I am. No, I didn't know. 
Oh, so, what a breakthrough for Yeah, her. you know, so I got that quite a bit. I, I, that's why I'm still in touch with all of these girls. They're, I'm still in touch with them because of the fact that, I, I guess it was empowering. They felt sure. very empowered from, yeah. from wrestling. And it's just, I'm guessing it was just a huge, like I said, a huge breakthrough for each one of them to know that they could take something they thought they could never do, Absolutely. have some guidance from someone like you, and then here they are, you know, it was like Netflix several seasons, right? Right, and, yeah. And we not did, just yeah. acting, but actually being athletic. They and were in the, the ring business. doing the, we didn't have stunt girls for them. They did the oh, moves wow. themselves. They did Even all better. the stunts themselves. Even better. Or my stunt coordinator, Shauna Duggins, and my stunt utility girl, Helena Barrett, uh, they were able to double um, the Liberty Bell character and the uh, Zoya the Destroyer character, who were Allison Brie and Betty Gilpin. That was the, the actor actress, actresses. But um, they didn't. They only did it on like a wides, like too wide to where I didn't. I I could you know save the actresses. The actresses did all their own stunts. Anything off the top rope, they did everything. And I promise you that. And um, the I. I learn. I know. I learn just as much. I learn more from uh, from them as they learn from me. I in what way? I I could always just do these moves, and I didn't know how, why and how. I just grew up in the wrestling ring, third generation. Like just, you said, you were walking. You learned to walk inside a wrestling. I ring I don't know age. how I learned it. And me and Fit Finley had talked about that well one time oh, because he it. was also a third generation pro wrestler. Right. And he was like, you know, so sometimes I can do things. And I just don't know how I learned them. I just can just do them. So with me as well, I just took it for granted. I could, I could always do the moves. So when I had to learn and break the moves down to teach these girls, I learned more. I started learning. That's why. Okay. That's oh, how I do it. You had to articulate exactly okay, what wait you a minute. I didn't really know how I did that. And it opened up all these other doors, like in these like portals in my mind. Like <laughs> I was able to start teaching and doing different things and going, oh, well, okay. Whoa. It was really weird. But I, when I explained that to the girls, I was like, you, you girls have taught me more. Like I became a better wrestler and a better teacher of working with you. Because of that. Because of you. Yeah. That's absolutely mm -hmm. incredible. I, you know, I never asked, you guys have any kids? Yeah, I have two boys, uh, okay. 24 and 21. 20, okay. Wow, they're 20, grown. Yeah, yeah, they're grown. One just graduated college and got a real job. Why do you, why do you both look like you're not old enough to have 21 <laughs> and 24-year-olds? I'm we like, are, what is going on here? We're reversed. <laughs> but, oh, girl, I've got stock well, in Botox. For her, for her, oh, Jesus, don't talk to me about that because I spend thousands on that stuff. Oh, I love it. <laughs> we are, you know, we're reverse aging. For her and we're, we're trying. We're just, we're fighting it off. Like she says, we're really good. She goes, I don't mind getting old. I just don't want to look old. <laughs> oh, girl, I, you are my best friend right now. I love I you. I'm 55 years old, but I don't want to look 55. No, neither do I. Trust me. I, you know what is uh, estrogen's a hell of a drug. I have like, <laughs> thank God for that because I was looking grizzled, Chava. Yeah. <laughs> Pre transition. I was like, those years of wrestling, I just never stopped being grizzled after that. I was like, ah, lotion for my face. Who does the sunscreen? Nah, right. Yeah, yeah exactly. Right. Well, yeah, now you know, I didn't do any of that growing up. You know, I was just like, all right, you go to bed. Still really not as much as I should, but, you know, being with, with, with her, it's like, okay, okay, wash your face at night. Right. Okay, don't even put lotion on if you don't wash your face. It just goes away. So I'm like, all right. Oh, I love it. <laughs> that's, that's, oh God, the microneedling is a game changer. Uh, yeah, totally. So not fun, right? Punch me in the face all you want. Body slam me, hit me with chairs. Do not stick needles in my face. <laughs> that should hurt. I'm like, cause she was doing it right. And I was like, all right. She's like, Hey, look, I think you need to do this. I'm like, what do you mean? Well, it's gonna bring you know, build college in your face. I'm like, all right, you do it. I could do it. And I'm in the I'm in the in the chair, and, and all of a sudden it goes. Nye. I'm like, 
<laughs> was that a mistake? Oh, she, oh, she went too deep. I was like, whoa, I was like, is this what it feels like? This is it. This is normal. <laughs> I was literally in the chair like this and like, she's, she goes, um, and you know the little piece of paper they put underneath you, like, you know, for the, oh, for yeah, the yeah, they on, sweated through that. <laughs> when they change every time. I totally, yeah, I totally sweated through it. And she's like, you know, you've sweated more than any client I've ever any had. Any female that's ever been there before. Anybody. And then I was like, oh my God, I'm like, just. Punch me in the face. I don't get I'll do anything else. Just do don't microneedle my face anymore. Needles in my face anymore. The shit women go through, right? Like, I found out quick. I'm all, this is not fun. I'm like, right? what's I was going like, yeah, on? Right? Totally. I do that shit all, like every month. It's like, I do the, the secret RF uh, facials, like the vampire facial. And it's like, I have to get ramped up for it. Like, I, it is just hurts. like 20 minutes of me think about it right now. Like, I don't want to yeah, do like, it now. Yeah, like, he's like, he's starting to sweat. <laughs> What the heck? Well, somebody turn the air on. Oh, <laughs> uh, speaking of which, Britt, would you mind clanking it down a couple of degrees? We're sweating over here. Ooh, I'm getting hot. <laughs> uh, so we know that you worked. Um, you know that you worked on Glow, but kind of looking back at or transitioning over to uh, actual like industry style pro wrestling. Did you train or work with any of the girls that are on the roster, like currently, previously, like? I always got in the ring there. with people like, like, you know, cause you were always in the ring before TV. I remember mm -hmm. you, like you helped me a ton. Uh, Natty, Natty Nightheart, we'd get in the ring and roll around all the time, you know? Oh, I do remember mm -hmm. that. Yep. Yeah. And cause you know, she was, she's a third generation as yep. well. So we would always roll, get in there and just, just work on different things. Um, God, everybody, a lot of people have gone there. There are not too many people yeah. left. Very, so. very few. I think like Natty, Trinity, she's Trin's back. Mm, uh, is she back? Okay. She's back, but I don't, I, Bellas are gone. Everybody's gone. Yeah, you're right. I don't think there's anybody left except Natty. Yeah, the, but back like Bellas, we'd do, we'd kind of do some stuff and then, you know, pick your brain or or Beth Phoenix, you know, that, that oh, kind I of, love yeah. That. She was amazing. Mm -hmm. But really, not anymore, man. Everybody's really gone. It's just a different, I think it just changed. I went to AW for about three months in between filming Young Rock season one, season two. Okay. And, uh, you know, it's, it's not everybody's hanging in the ring like, like they did before. It's kind no, of I, you don't see it. All, all you see is rehearsals. People I, working on their matches. Yep. But not. we would just be in the ring and, and just work on different things that had nothing to do with that night's match. Yeah, and that was where I spent most of my time. And, you know, my, my TV run was kind of short. It was two and a half years. But leading up to that, it was all the work going into it because once... I don't think people realize this either. Once you are out of development, like whatever the training center, right. I guess they call it the performance center now. Right. Um, with WWE, you your only time was match time and then whenever the ring was up before the show. So I would slide that in and it. like, who wants to work? Show me some stuff. How do I get better? Like, And that's when you would come in and roll around with me and help me out too. But Arn was there. Fit was always doing And that stuff. was only at TV. The TV tapes was once a week really for us, whether you're on SmackDown once a week or Raw once yeah. a week. That was the only time we had the chance because how mm -hmm. was shows we'd get there an hour before and you're you don't have time to go in the ring the ring's not even barely set up no you're you're in the back who am i wrestling okay 30 minutes later i'm out in the i'm out wrestling yeah yeah i remember christian ribbed me with like the very first house show i ever had mm -hmm. they had me against christian mm -hmm. and <laughs> excuse me he um i think we were we were like third out or something like that and I, I walk up, I'm like, hey, uh, you know, guess we're working tonight. He's like, yeah, no problem, kidding. I guess so, uh, you know, any ideas? You know, he's obviously the vet. And I'm like, sure. so uh, any ideas? You know, you know, what do you want? He's like, uh, give me a couple of minutes, come back. I'm like, okay, cool. So 
I walk away and, you know, here I am, like my first loop. I'm kind of freaking out. I'm like, God, I'm, I'm out there with Christian Jesus. Right. Like, and he was, he was up the ladder. I mean, he's always, yeah, the ladder, he's, he's, he's like working buttery. So easy. Why well, didn't, I didn't know what to expect. And I'm, I'm nervous. And mm-hmm. I come back 15 minutes later. I'm like, Hey Jay, like any, any ideas yet? He's like, um, still thinking, I, you know, give him a couple more. <laughs> Yeah. This this is like the iteration. It just like, keeps uh, happening. Yeah. The show starts and I walk back. I'm like, I'm freaking out. I'm like, hey, Jay, uh, you know, sh- anything? He's like, no, not yet. I'm like, what? <laughs> so the match before us goes out and I am just, I'm sweating. Like the way you're sweating when you're getting yeah. microneedled. Oh I am just like, yeah. my tanner's coming off. I'm sweating so hard. I'm like, I do not know what to do unless somebody tells me what to do at this point in my career. So I walk over and we, we might have five minutes before we go out, if yeah. that. And Jay goes, just, okay, try this. He gives me two yeah, things yeah. to do. And he goes, and just listen to me. That's I'm it. Like, what? Yeah. I, I would always figure out, okay, what do you want to do? Give me two or three things that you do. Okay. I'll, mm-hmm. I'll throw them in there somewhere and I'll um, just bring it to me. Bring it. Don't, yep. don't hold back. Bring it. If you're going, if you're not bringing it enough, I'll tell you, bring more. If you're doing too much, I'll slow you down. So just, just, I'd rather you bring it than, than wait and not, and hesitate. So just bring it and I'll throw, I'll sprinkle those things in there. And I go, just listen. That's the genius because people don't realize how much is actually called in the ring on the fly. We did. I, hopefully there's still some people doing that. A lot of people call their matches in the back now, A to Z. Yeah. And I, 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 I just can't, I got to feel that crowd. So I got to, I, I don't know what's what I want to do until really I get in that ring. I, I, I remember with you, it was like, let's have one or two things in the beginning. Give me an outline. Yeah. But like yeah. A, like bullet points. Like give me the right. cutoff and let's, let's, let's work on like something big for the end. But the rest, it was just, let's feel mm-hmm. the crowd. And you have to be, you have to have such an arsenal in your mind. And that's where like your decades of experience <laughs> comes in. And even now, I, as I kind of, I've been back watching the product because obviously I'm, I'm heading back that way. Yep. There's a lot of product out there. There's like 12 hours a week I've been trying to catch up on, but God, There's a lot. social media mm. has changed everything. Yeah. So when you go, my advice to you, when you go back, if you go back, what's if, going on? Yeah, big, big F. <laughs> um, tell a story, let them do all the moves. Cause they're going to see all these moves. There'll be so much stuff that's crammed down people's throats, whether they're live or watching TV, but they won't have a lot of storytelling. So when you get in there and you're pressing people mm-hmm. and you're doing stuff like that, they're going to be like, wow, this is, okay, this is different. This is awesome. Yeah. It's, I, um, the, the time I've been gone mm-hmm. figuring out who I am and it's like, you could, you could have handed Tyler Rex to me on a silver platter and told me who he was as a character. And I would have looked at that and just been like, okay, what the fuck do I do with this? You know, like who, who is, I don't, I don't understand. Mm-hmm. And now understanding who I am. And I think it was, uh, it was Hunter that told me one time, and I, you might've even said it too, but it's like the best character is you with the volume turned up. Absolutely. And over these years, like I finally know who I, it's funny me in the middle of a transition. I'm like, I know who I am really, <laughs> but I really but, do. I yeah. know who I am. I know my value. And it's like, yeah. when I turn that volume up, I'm so confident in who I am in the character that there's more character and emotion in me than there is wrestling at this moment. Like, right. You know, I'm, I'm training, training for moves, but the story itself is, right. is what I'm really trying to get across. So I don't know. I don't want to give too much away. I got, I got but some sure. fun stuff. I'm, you, I'm but you know on. what? To me, and it's, it's getting me excited because you sound excited about it. I love that. I'm so excited. Like it's, it. it's like old days. I'll, I'll grab a water bottle and I'll yeah. just walk around the house and yeah. I'll pretend like this is my microphone and yeah. I'll just cut a promo in the mirror. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a good portion of my day. I think Brits walked in on me once or twice as I'm cutting a promo. It's <laughs> like. No, she's. Like, <laughs> I, I want to see. You know what I want to see is how 
your old character bleeds into here because it's still mm-hmm. there. It's there in you. Oh yeah. And you're, so I want to, it's going to be interesting. Well, that's one of the, my current cruxes is Tyler is still there when it's my work. Like I still hit like a guy. I move like a guy in the ring when it comes to a lot of my movements. Mm-hmm. It's just, I have the male body mechanics and bone structure. And, you know, I look at, my size and everything. I'm like, this is going to be an interesting mix. There are things I can do that are, you know, more like a feminine touch to it. Sure. But I, I mean, yeah, hold on to your shorts, honey. I got, I got some fun stuff coming for you. <laughs> I told, um, you know, Sunny Kiss. Oh yeah. I love Sunny. Sunny worked with me at Lucha Underground. Okay. And she was my wife's favorite. If you remember. I, so, I um, and I, I and I told her, I like, come, come here, come here. And I said, you're so special because she could do all these different moves. I said, you're so special. And, you know, she'd be, Chavo, thank you so much. I said, no, I'm not just saying that. I go, you're, you're, you're so special because you're, you're just this anomaly. You're mm-hmm. different. And people are looking at you. And you have guys looking at you and you have girls looking at you. And you're going to have the same thing. When you're in that ring, you have guys looking at you. I'm looking at you now. I'm like... What? This is not the same person that I used to know. I was like, wow, you look beautiful. I was like, wow, this Thank is awesome. No, but really, I was like, this is great. I mean, just, but you're going to have that. And it's, mm-hmm. that's another little, little um, tool in your arsenal. Yeah, it'll be interesting to be able to play both sides of the fence when it comes to trying to entertain the crowd mm-hmm. and know how to appeal to both the guys and the girls and, and have them both hate me simultaneously. If and love you. Hate you and love you, oh. or hate you because they like you. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm telling you, there's there's so much that you can do with it. It's it's awesome. You used to see my Bumble DMs. It's the same deal. Oh, I, I bet. <laughs> oh, I bet. It's crazy. I uh, like. I don't know why I torture myself. It's like it says very clearly in my Bumble. It's like trans woman, you know. And in all my dating apps, it always says trans woman. But you know, as a guy, yeah. guys are so visual. They just swipe right, swipe left, and boom, boom. And, if I don't go in, I'm like, hey, did you read the finer details of my profile? When I get down to that, it's either, oh, yeah, I, I did. No problem, honey. And, or, or it's just like, yo, wh- oh, you're a trans? Like, I got that last night. It's like, you're a trans? Like, so you so you like, you got boobs and a dick? I'm like, oh, God, I, I can't. I'm like, I'm matched. I'm like, I'm just like, I'm out, dude. And I actually had a guy last night. It was so funny. He was he said exactly that. And then uh, he, and he goes, so what's sex for you? And I'm like, is this, is this real? And I, and he kept going and going. I'm all, oh, you are, yeah, exactly. He's curious or he's interested or it's, he knows exactly what he wants and he's trying to work away around it without saying it. It's so obvious. One of my friends, when I was training for wrestling in El Paso, he was my, um, manager at the bar I worked with and he, he was a, a gay man. Okay. But very, not, he was very he and I were, were super close. He was like, like my dude, like, like watch football and drink okay. beers and totally fine. He just, and he was li- gay. It just, he just liked guys. Okay. But was not very, they're not feminine at all. And if, if a feminine, like a uh, gay man came into the bar, he would get upset. He'd be like, he's like, no, I'm still a guy. And you know, he's making me look bad. Just, it was very confusing okay. for me, Got it. Got <laughs> but, it. <laughs> but I learned a lot from him. And he was like, he'd be like, Hey man, see that guy over there. Like we at the bar. He goes, he goes, yeah, that he was really curious. I said, and so I go, really, you get a lot of cu- people curious with that. And they're like, they're, he's like, he's like, yeah, totally. And I was yeah. like, yeah, that's the, cr- crazy. Yeah. The right. amount of people that yeah. like are afraid to say something, but it's just 
you you know you know when the curiosity is there it's like <laughs> eh, okay i hate being somebody's gateway though it's but <laughs> right yeah yeah it's absolutely insane um have you been to the performance center did they ever have I you have come back never no. been i heard that place is i insane. have not not been back since i left no oh, you were like me not even to a house show oh I, hold on last russell May last year wrestlemania i was at russell con and somebody had a suite that's the first match that I've been back to since I left in 2011. They had a suite at Mania? Yes, he has suite. And I came in and, and me, Victoria, Lisa Marie, oh, yeah. we went there. And, oh, you and saw on their podcast not too long ago. Yeah, I love she, her. She's, I, so she's, sweet. she's awesome. She's one of my, 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 my bros. <laughs> one of your bros. <laughs> one of my bros because she's like a dude, you know. But yes, uh, we went and did that. So uh, that's the first time, first match I'd ever been back. And WrestleMania is so much bigger now. Oh, it's Matt. There's it's been like, two nights this year, I think. I right? was crazy. Yeah, two days. Yeah. Of- it's like two. It's a Saturday and Sunday now. It's not just one day, and it's massive. Like I was, it was massive for us. I was blown away. It was like a Super Bowl. It was. It so literally big. is, and uh, the the progression of what they're doing. I know we talked about like moves yeah. being like the big Hollywood explosions. Right. And we were talking a lot about the girls and like right. glow and everything, and then getting back in the industry. It was crazy. I when I tuned back in. I think one of the first things I I watched was last year's WrestleMania. I was watching Charlotte, yeah, because uh, I knew she was like kind Charlotte's, of the, the top dog and the so- yeah. And she was at as she she came to FCW right as I was leaving TV. Mm-hmm. I think I met her once or twice, just very briefly. Hi, she was a mm-hmm. total sweetheart. Right, right. Um, but I wanted to see like you know what what the top girl was doing, and the progression of the divas division. Oh, Holy yeah. crap. Like it is no longer what we used to just sit and watch and go, Ooh, that's, that's not the best. It's not, it's not these just, um, like, like, like fitness models anymore doing so, or like, you know, yeah. girls like that. It's not like these girls, God, these girls can go. Oh it's God. Awesome. Like the athleticism. I'm mm-hmm. just like, this is, this is crazy. Like, I, I'd be gassed halfway through, you know, when I first started, mm-hmm. I'm like, no, the average human would be laying, you know, dead in a ring <laughs> and these girls can go. Yeah. Too. And it, now what I see now, it's funny cause they're falling into the same trap as some of the guys. They're doing too much. A lot of times, like 10 Even the girls. kicks in a match. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So the, what Steve Austin always say, they're, they're trying to put 12 pounds of shit into a six pound paper bag. Yep. <laughs> And it, <laughs> that's but it's what, so true. But they're trying to stuff too much in. And I'm watching, I was watching a match the other day, and I won't say people were, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh man, they just cut that out, cut this out. Look how tired they are now from doing all this stuff. Now it's starting to look a little sloppy because they're trying to get in all the stuff they call in the back. Yeah. And you, and I'm like, oh, like, oh gosh, I wish I was there to show them, do this. You should just cut this part out right there. There was this was no need for that. You know, yeah, like it's too they're, much. They're making, they're working too hard. Yeah. I appreciate the work. Yep. Yep. I appreciate that they're trying. They're not lazy in the ring. No, not by any means. No, they're putting, but they're, they're doing too much stuff. It's like this, like sprinkle it down. Like, like you put salt on a steak. I love salt on a steak, but you put too much salt on a steak. I'm like, this, it ruined it. <laughs> it totally. Yeah. It's you don't, you don't get to like sit there and appreciate sprinkle. like chewing exactly. the bites individually, which is, I see yeah. a lot of that too. There's, there's so much. There's, like you said, so much shit. There's so many spots being run. And some of it's cool. And to the point where I'm like, this kind of feels like a spot fest. Um, but it's it's still highly athletic. It blows me away. It, it may be a little more storytelling is what we uh, yeah. what we need to bring. I remember uh, social media was just getting kicked off when I was there and just eating right. shit for being on Twitter. I remember Johnny being like. They, they didn't want you on it. No, they didn't, they want, didn't want anybody want on social media. And now they're literally like telling you, like, well, as soon as you go out, they have your, you know, your 
X or Twitter, whatever handle or your IG handle. Like yeah, they're, they're sticking it on there for you. Yeah. But back when, when we first started, they didn't want you on it. Nope. They didn't want you to touch it. I got no. so much shit for, for posting things like you could get fired for, for posting the wrong. I mean, you still get fired for posting the wrong thing, but sure. the simplest of things you could get fired for. But they, that happened, right? You know, people, they, I mean, we could talk to you. Oh yeah, Don't they pulled in the office. I, I remember. Uh, I remember. I think Vince was pretty against uh, Ryder's whole YouTube thing in the beginning. He hated it. He was like, "Nope, this isn't gonna work." I mean, <laughs> Ryder was like, "I think I'm gonna get fired any day because of this this YouTube thing." He's like, "But I'm not stopping." He he completely changed his entire gimmick, his entire uh, wrestling persona, and it worked for him. He's he's doing awesome. Yeah, I, it's I love amazing. That. Or Matt and. and um, you know, speaking of athleticism, I'm sitting across me. I haven't seen you in a decade, maybe a little more. And you're in the exact same amazing athletic shape as you were like last time I saw you. You never stop. Well, you know, I, I was thinking about that too, because we were talking about earlier in Iron Claw when you're, you're in mm -hmm. the ring and you said like you had a match, you were obviously ready to go. Like, what's, what's your drive? You've been out of the ring for a long time, a decade, right? Yes. You, you left before me, I think, right? Or after? I left in 2012. Uh, I left in... To, right before you, I left like like the late 2011. Okay, so it's been a while. Yeah, so I, then I went to Lucha Underground. You know, I ran that for a little oh, while. Oh, I forgot about that. I did a year stint in in TNA. So, you know, you never really retire. I Guerrero's never retire. We're always in the ring. I so I trained alias actors are usually in pretty good shape. Yeah. I had Zac Efron who was like ready to step on stage. I had to be in better shape than these guys. I mean, maybe not. Totally aesthetically, like, cause he was in crazy shape, but, right. but like I have to be in, they can't have this old wrestling trainer. And they're going, Oh God, they got to be like, what, like, how are you, you know, I'm 53 right now. And they're like, how are you still doing this? And I'm like, well, I can do it once. <laughs> I can't do it like four days a week like we used to, but I can go one, like one time I'll still, I'll still you go. You have to have that yeah. level of respect from them to yeah. know that, you know, you still, you still got it basically. The you yeah. still got it chant. <laughs> the you still got it. Mm -hmm. I'm like, never left. <laughs> I've always but, been here, motherfucker. You know, you helped me out a lot as well. I mean, me? for years, absolutely. I've, I, I could go back and look at old texts and see how many times I've asked you, and you sent me supplements, your body Spartan supplements. Oh, about fitness and nutrition stuff. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and I do you did that. a lot, yeah. many times, and Thanks. about nutrition stuff and different things. And then also, I have a, a wife that's nutritionist now. So this I is, is kind of cool. It's kind of cool. The, it works. I works, and I know, right? we never. She never stops. I never stop. So it's like we're like sharks. We just keep moving. I, I love that. So you're always prepared. So the motivation is really because you know you've got you got big thing, big things on the horizon, and you know you got to keep up with yeah. these youngsters. Absolutely. And so I always tell my my clients uh, and people that are asking on social media, they're like, Gabby, what? How do you stay so disciplined? It's like, I've got a goal. And that goal yeah. is based on emotion. It's like, yeah. I, I want this more than I, I can breathe, that right. I want to breathe right now. And that's for big dreams, for big success. It, it takes this massive like focus and emotion to drive it. And you have been wildly successful since you left. A lot of people, when they leave WWE or wrestling, right. they kind of go downhill. You know, they, they kind of don't yeah. know what to do. They've wrestled like we're talking about you wrestling all your life, yeah. but now you've taken that and now you've moved into more of a business kind of perspective. So you've started your own company, multiple companies, right? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. You know, I, I just, I never stop and I'm always trying to better myself and my wife's always trying to better herself as well. So we've opened up several businesses. So she's got her, her one eight seven killer body nutrition business. So okay. go to, go to, go to that, check that out. That, 
She's wait, what was it? How did what is it? One eight seven KillerBodyNutrition.com. Okay, that that and that's so she's always she's always training people and clients and nutrition because you know it's food. Yeah, abs are made in the kitchen, not in the gym. I swear by that. Right? Are you guys listening to me? I'm breaking the fourth wall right now. Are you listening? <laughs> but it's true, and that's and what you your your combination of foods, stuff that I didn't know. We were just eating protein. I just eat, 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 eat stuff. But we would have been in much better shape if I would have known more about that supplements and, you know, different, you know, different things like that. But, you know, so she's really good at that. Now, I also opened up, um, so I'm a big golfer. Kind of talked about that before. Oh, yeah. I'm a big golfer. I love golf. Uh, And there's, I took a, I take golf lessons every once in a while, just to, you know, tune things up and whatever. So I did a golf lesson. It was a 30 minute lesson and the guy had his iPad out and he marked up all these different things and showed me what I was doing right, what I was doing wrong. And so you like marked it right up on the, right on the, on the screen, screen right, right there? On the screen right is like his oh, iPad. Cool. So I go, hey, that's cool. And then uh, I'm like, well, how come there's none of this for pro wrestling? Pro wrestling's always trained at a school. In person. In person, right? Yeah. yeah. So then... I always get asked, anytime I go to like an indie show or anything, I always get asked, hey, will you review my match? Or if I send you a, you know, a video of my match, can you, you know, tell me what I'm doing right, doing wrong? I'm like, yeah, great. I'm like, okay, how come this is not a business for pro wrestling? So I created my oh. first, the, the first online pro wrestling training center. So I can take videos from anywhere around the world. They'll send it to me, and my app is called uh, GuerreroWrestlingAcademy.com. Okay. Uh, send me your video. I can the on the app. You'll I can put my face on it and talk to you directly about it. I can mark it up like you know NFL red zone with lines and circles. Just like your your golfer, your golf coach was doing for you. Exactly, and I can also upload a video. Like say you're doing like an uppercut. I can upload a video showing exactly how I do it, which is the right with the wrong way. Protect your guy, not protect your guy. So um, this is unheard of. It's it's never been done. Oh my god, and. So back when I, even when I was wrestling and before that, right. having access to someone like you with your knowledge, third generation, you know, wrestling right. God, people <laughs> would kill. There's, you can't put a price tag on that. So I just like, send me your match. Okay, send me your match. Let me look at it. Okay, great. This is what you, I, I think you're do, doing right, what you're doing wrong, what you can work on, how we can help tell that story better. What's care, you know, what's your character? What, so what, what I get a lot of times and, and people see what we do on, on, in, on, let's say WWE or mm-hmm. AEW, what they're doing there. And they try it like a, an indie show is trying to imitate that, but you don't have the same dynamics. So like on WWE, they're, they're booking week to week because there's three or four TV shows that week. So we are constantly saturating people with that, that storyline. Yeah. Well on an indie show, you know, they, they work in that town once every three months or once a month, whatever. So they're, they're sometimes booking next two months out. I go, guys, you're, you're, People will forget about that. You have to book each show is his own individual show and that's it. It's over. It's and like we were talking earlier where like it's two unknowns or maybe they know the person, but there's no story involved yet. They have to create it exactly. right then and there. I go, guys, you're making it too hard. You're coming in. What's your character? I'm like, well, just the other day I helped somebody and you're like, what's your character? Well, it's this. I said, okay, are you a good guy or a bad guy? The heel or the baby face? He said, well, I was a heel. And I said, well, who, who's he? Well, he was a heel and he's turning baby. And I said, how are you expecting people to know this? <laughs> if you don't even know, how do they you need the crowd? black and white. They need Darth Vader versus Luke Skywalker. 
Oh, I love that analogy. That's it. So there is no Darth Vader without Luke Skywalker. There is no Luke Skywalker without Darth Vader. Yep. So they need, let's keep it, just keep it simple, guys. It's black and white. You guys are making it too difficult for them. And so I, I tell them like this. So wrestling fans are like babies. So you've had, a, you, you have a, a child. When a baby is a baby, it's crying and it doesn't know why it's crying. You, it's for your your job is to figure it out as a parent, right? It's your right. job to figure it out. Is is it dirty? Is it, I'm saying, is, is it hungry? Yeah. Does it have to burp? Does it tired? Does yeah. it have a thorn stuck in his foot? You got to figure that out, right? Right. Well, wrestling fans, when I say they're like babies, I mean it like they, they want to be entertained, but they don't know what they want. They're not going to come here and tell them. They should say, entertain me. Yeah. So they do they want wrestling? Do they want high flying? Do they want brawling? Do they want entertainment? Do they want to laugh? Do, do they want, you know, Darth Vader versus, that's for you, that's your job as a wrestler to be in the ring and figure out how to entertain them. And I'm guessing with your app, like knowing the guys, you can get all this across in the app. It's that's, simple. How did, how long did this app take to develop? So what, what so you had the idea, what, talk me through this, this story about building this brand new business. Like how did this happen? It, so, my wife and I were talking, yep, you know, yep. most of my things that I've done, we had basically her, her, her ideas and me were kind of, oh, that's pretty good. Let's run with that. <laughs> you know, like, so like, uh, the show that I had created with Dwayne Johnson called Tales from the Territories. I oh created my that. God. I, that was, and went to Vice, we sold it to Vice and we ended up doing that. Uh, that was her and I idea. Like we were, we were driving to Phoenix one time and we we're on the road and, just kind of talking and I had this kind of idea she pitched, she started, we started adding on. Yeah. Oh, how cool. Yeah. And she, we came up with that. Of course I got an executive producer credit and she didn't, but we have a couple more out there that's coming Mm, on. We got to fix that. God, mama. We got a few more ideas. We need some EP credits over here for Sherry. God. Yeah. Goodness, she's get, she's getting ex- ex- executive producer credit on the next one that we're mm-hmm. doing for sure, which is not anything to do with wrestling. Anyways, this app started. I, well, we just kind of started talking, and she's like, "Well, how?" I'm like, "How come this training isn't done for wrestling?" So she gave me her two cents and my two cents. It's like a match, you know how we start talking. Well, I'll do this and I'll do this, and, and you keep. She starts building on it. Okay, that's how we do our business ideas, like. Either her idea and I'll start building. And it's not always like if she pitches something to me, it's not always, I'm like, oh, no, that's not really going to work. But that just gave me an idea to do this. And then you just roll up there. Right? Or like, hey, let me do this move right here in, in a wrestling match. I'm like, okay, that won't fit there. But, but we it will fit, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's the same thing that we do with, with our business ideas. In oh, fact, cool. last night we were on downtown Austin and we were at this, this kind of outdoor little, almost like a house party you were on Rainy Street, right? We were on Rainy Street, yeah. Yeah, Rainy. So Rainy is like downtown, kind of collegey area, but they've got some really fun places. I was down like, this too. thing is awesome. How come there's none of this by us? And we started kicking around ideas back and forth, and going, like, oh, I guess we're up and we're opening restaurants. Oh <laughs> God, here it comes. Let's see, yeah. a man that just like they yeah. just keep the, the business ideas keep coming. So did you hire a software company and like just go to work, or like what? what did um, you do? Yeah. So what happened is I had this idea, you know, and once you get these ideas and you start putting them out in the universe things start happening. So I was at the gym and one of my good friends, Rocky Carson, Rocky Carson is or was for years, the number one racquetball player in the world. Okay. And we trained the same gym, really great guy. Which awesome. Racquetball is not easy. No, God, he was the number I've, one I've in the world. I've done it once or twice. I'm like, fuck this. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so we were talking and I said, Oh man, I got this idea. And he's like, 
what are you talking? He's like, I just started my own business like that. So he gave me his, I went to, uh, Coach IQ, Coach okay. IQ is a is a, they'll they kind of build the whole app for you, and you tell them how what do you want to do? They uh-huh. build the whole app, and I mean you have to tweak it definitely yourself to make sure. it yours, and that I mean it, it came together in within four or five days. I had an app. Oh my god! It it happened so fast. It's incredible. Like you said, mm-hmm. uh, when you put it out there in the universe, you start manifesting it. I, I really believe where focus goes, yes. energy flows. And the more energy you put into something, the faster it happens. Yeah, yeah. You manifest it. I mean, it's like, you, you know, you, you're a big on that as well. I oh, huge. T- so you put it out there and you keep talking about it and you just, it, it's very easy to make it to just have ideas. And not many people follow through with those ideas. Mm-hmm. And those, I, it, it takes, it, that's a little bit different. But once you start once you do it once, I think, I don't know if it's weird. I don't know if the universe all of a sudden that hears you and goes, all right, this guy's for real. Let's, let's all. So anytime we I have an idea, so true. we kind of throw it out there and keep talking about it and just, it just happens. Yeah. You get like these little, I don't know these little seeds that the universe is like, are you ready for this yet? Yes. You know, we're all on our life path. Right. And, and she'll always say she, when it comes to the universe. <laughs> let fear get in the way. Oh God. Fear, fear is the, the biggest demotivator. Yeah. And people will stop. It, it's like you have these incredible ideas and you see, you get a glimmer of what your future could right. be if you follow through. And then suddenly you get inside your head and we start spinning these stories. Like, oh, well, what if this, what if that, oh, I'm not good enough or this, I don't have the money or I, I can't, I don't think I can find it. And if I do this and somebody will say something and suddenly we're right back where we started. The brain's like, well, let's just do what we, what we've been doing the whole time. We'll stay right well, where we are. Cause it's comfortable. Yeah. Right? It's comfortable to sit there and not do it, but to be successful in life, you have to make yourself uncomfortable. So it's very comfortable. I read a, a, a book called The Thin Line, and it's very comfortable for me to sit on this couch and not get off. But in the future, I probably am going to be uncomfortable because I didn't get off my ass. Right. What's uncomfortable is me ma- getting off this couch and pounding the pavement and going. But in the future, I'm going to be much more comfortable because I did that because of the income or the direction is going to go, right? It's, it's a consistent uncertainty. It's be, uh, here it is. It's becoming comfortable with being uncomfortable. You're right. All the time. Totally. And people are afraid to fail. You know, there is no, and I've told my kids all the time, there's, there's no failure. There's winning and there's learning. There's no losing. There's winning and learning. So some very, very successful people that I've talked to that are billionaires, they said, Hey, I have failed more than I've succeeded. Oh, same. But once I succeed, I succeeded very big. Yeah, I've had some big life lessons. And I think people who see successful people in general, that the people that aren't, they don't consider themselves successful, there's a, there's a stigma where it's like, well, you got it easy. You know, you got all this money coming in and you got all these things. <laughs> and I, I truly believe that what most of the world doesn't understand is the amount of consistent work, the amount of consistent uncomfortability that we go through to make it happen. The, the, the times that we've failed, the countless times I failed, I was right. just trying to purchase a home up the way. I just lost $35,000 because I couldn't sell this home and make mm. my down. I, yeah. It was my first time buying a new build. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I can do it. No problem. And then I learned the hardest lesson ever. I'm like, well, Next time I'm going to have my entire down saved before I sign a freaking purchase contract. You have to. That was a huge, I've never, yeah. I've lost money, but $35,000 in yeah. cash. I'm like, well, that sucks. So I'll, but I'll, tell, I'll tell you this though, that, so let's, let's flip that. Okay. So we could think about it or you could think about it. So okay, I lost $35,000, but that $35,000 
is a, like a life lesson. It's probably a cheap life lesson because you will make 10 times that from from that learning that lesson. Oh yeah. I will never make that the mistake again. The next time you do this, you're going to do it and you do it right and that you're going to sell in that house and next house and you're going to it's, it's a, yeah. I love your perspective cuz that's literally what I did. I went and I go, "Okay, well it's done. There's nothing I can do to get that money exactly. back. It's it's gone. I can sit around, I could cry about it. I can lay in bed all day and I could be depressed for months over what it." What is going to do? Nothing. But once the money was out of my hands, I'm like, "Well, it's gone and I I'm, I'm living just I'm, I'm paying right. my bills." Right. But I, I look at it that way. I go, "Okay, this was an expensive lesson. I learned the entire process of a new build. I learned what it's like to go pick out options, who I got to talk to, who my sales guy is, yeah. how long it takes, what the home builder, you know, does in the process, right. and that there if I want to make sure I can get an out next time, I negotiate it. I mean, I I took a class yeah. on buying a new home is basically what I did for $35,000. Exactly. <laughs> With that being said, speaking of learning things, you you had another business too or you still have it. You were doing beer, right? At one time? Yeah, so I have my own beer out. Oh, let me adjust myself real quick. Yeah, um, go ahead. I know, I've um, been sitting here for a while. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I have a my beer, which is Mexican lager. It's called Los Guerreros Mexican Lager. Okay. And it's we brew it in, in Southern California. And it's really... <laughs> alcohol laws are very hard throughout the country, throughout the world. So to, you know, send sending stuff over state lines and stuff. So like, like for instance, like Coors. Coors, the Rocky Mountain yep. beer, right? Yeah. It was born and used to be brewed in Rocky, you know, Colorado. Well, now they brew it pretty much in all over the place so that they can get away with set with with that shipping across commerce. state lines. Yes, if it was brewed in, like if I brew it in Texas, well, I can sell it in Texas. So that's like the next job is to get my beer brewed in different states so I can start getting out to everybody. Because everybody wants it and it's got a buzz about it. And every time I brew it, and we brew it, you know, constantly, it's an excellent Mexican lager, which is like a Modelo or a, or a Dos Equis. Oh, I love, oh, that's exactly. If I was going to drink beer, it's, I don't drink anymore, but I used to love like Dos Equis and Yeah, and that, but it's it's better because it's it's a craft brew. It's all the best ingredients. We're not mass producing it. So every time I, I produce it, it sells out. It's gone. And the the uh, aesthetics of the beer is mm-hmm. just the the can the design yeah. is like you see it I'm so like cool. I want that I don't care if it I don't care what it tastes I'm sure it tastes amazing because everything you do is incredible uh, but it's like that's such a cool can it's I just cool. want it's it in good. my in my refrigerator right. I want to put it on the counter like yeah. who did you design that yourself or? you know what uh, a friend of mine Peter Bregman who's uh, an artist. Um, came up with the idea. Such a cool yeah. design. Yeah, God, it and cool? it's so fitting for like the Los yeah. Carreros and everything right? like that. I think it's great. Yeah. Well, you know, like any, I get approached a lot as I'm sure you do mm-hmm. for products, endorse this product or do this. And I, I won't do it if I don't hundred percent believe in it because the, the people way. that are following me, they're trusting in my judgment. So mm-hmm. I'm not going to tell them, okay, well I'm, I'm making a, a lot of money off of this. So just buy it. No, I can't. If it's not a great product and I w- don't use it myself, I, I don't care how much money you're giving me. I can't stand behind that. I actually took it a step further. I have had so many companies approach me like protein bar because I do all these reviews. I've got to yeah. all the grocery stores. I like, see it all the time. Yeah. And you're like, Oh, I just saw something about your, your, the, bar reviews. And yeah. I was like, yeah. That's we did cool. one yesterday. We we're driving yeah. down to Houston. We stopped at a Bucky's yeah. and we did uh, like a legendary protein bar review and a bear bell. And by the way, nobody sponsored me. And what I was going to say is I don't let anybody sponsor me. I just turn them all down because I want people to still have faith in me and know that I didn't sell out right. and just go, Oh, you know, this is the protein bar that's best. Cause they're paying me instead. I'm like, you know what? I'd rather be somebody that doesn't get sponsored by anybody. And this is just me personally. Sure, sure. Um, and let them know that this is a totally neutral review. I'm not against people doing it. And, you know, if there's a product out there that's better than anything I could make 
and they are going to pay me and it's legitimate. I'm like, well, in that case, yeah, I, well, I could do it. I see Absolutely. A, a Gabby Tough bar coming in the future somewhere. I actually, Brett and I were talking, I've got an idea. Or protein or something because you know, yep. you know, mm -hmm. not only on a men's side, but a woman's side now, you know what works for people. I have a I have a bar in mind actually because I after doing all these people have been asking. There's like Gabby, just make a bar. We don't care. We we trust you, and which says volumes to me. I'm like mm -hmm. I'm super honored to right. have that, and right. I, I know that means a ton. But now I've got to live up to that, and so I've I've got it. an idea that's never been done before. Awesome. Uh, and I just got done talking to a, a manufacturing company about doing it, and we're still just trying to see it. if it that's can it. be done. It's right there, hundred percent. I know. Now I just got to take the plunge. Slam dunk. Wham. I, yeah. Now we got to get over the fear. We got to do it. Uh, so the beer is going good. We're, we're trying to get into other states. Um, what what's next for Javo? Like, what's going on? What's the next big plan? Uh, okay, so I have right now. I have well because Hollywood shut down because of the strike for about eight months. Wait, did that happen again? Well, well, it shut. Oh down. no, it did. It did, and so we're just getting booted up. Now we're starting to, starting to get rolling again. So, God, you I scared a, me. I'm like, what's? Going on? I know I had a bunch of projects that were working, and now the not working. So, but now I have a new. Uh, show that we're going on. God, I can't really talk about it too much. Yet. Okay. I teamed up with a big actor. Oh. And uh, he contacted me. He was like, hey, man, I got this idea for a show. We'd be part of it. I said, all right, great. So we shot a sizzle reel on that. So that's hopefully come in the future. Ooh, congrats. It, yeah. Oh, so God. Always one. making moves. That's new. And plus, I have another company that I will be pitching another reality show idea I have that Okay. This one's ideal over there. <laughs> that oh, we're going to pitch that one. Sherry on. coming up with all these cool yeah, ideas. Yeah, you I know, love it. We got. I got. I always have a lot of irons in the fire. I'm always going. I remember always you told going. me that a long time ago after I retired and we were kind of chit chatting. I think mm -hmm. you. I think you had hit me up for some fitness stuff and mm -hmm. we were talking about what it was and you were always like, always have something in the works. Always have the next thing. Always have more than one revenue stream. I think you, you said, think of it as like a, like an octopus. We got multiple arms. Yeah. And if one gets cut off, you always got you know more to, exactly to stand on. Exactly what I do. So I have I make money from one, two, three, four, five, six, ten different things. And at the end, it comes down to a nice little nest egg. But when one thing doesn't work, I get out of there and I replace it with something else. If this isn't working, bring it in the revenue anymore, that's gone and bring something else. Something new in. And plus, I get I get bored often as well too. Same. I, I want to like like continually better myself and and just keep I don't know I just keep evolution always evolving, always evolve. growing. Exactly. One of the things I say is uh, if you become complacent, uh, we start backsliding, and everything in this planet is growing or dying. There's yeah, no yeah. in between. Yeah, and complacency is the worst thing. You slow can, death could be slow complacent. death. Like literally, you're just you're just dying, sitting yeah. there doing nothing. I'll never. I'll, I'll I just just don't stop. I won't stop. Now I'm not saying you you're gonna slow down at times, but I like oh, I could yeah. never just retire. Okay, I'm done. I'm gonna retire. I'm just gonna sit on the beach, sit on the beach and, and do nothing for the rest of my life. Sit my ties and yeah. it actually sounds kind of nice. I but. will do that, <laughs> but it's not. I'll, I'll get not bored permanently. doing that. I need to start. Yeah, I got to keep doing. I got to keep moving. So uh, as we kind of wrap here, if you were to give people yeah. one piece of advice, kind of thinking about what we were talking about today, what would be the the Chavoism for this podcast? That it's. Just don't stop moving. Go. Just keep. keep what I said before was was about the um, make yourself uncomfortable to be comfortable in the future. So you gotta. It's not easy. It's it's easier to me to sit on the ta on the on the couch and, and not move and not make that leap of faith. It's harder to do it, but there's so much more rewards from it. 
Love it. Love it. And then if people want to find you, where are we going to find all your fun stuff? So come check me out on Instagram, Chavo Girl Jr. Uh, on, I guess it's called X now, at mm-hmm. uh, Mex Warrior, like Mexican Warrior, at Mex Warrior, and also GuerreroWrestlingAcademy.com. Got it. And what was uh, Sherry's uh, nutrition business again? She's at 187KillerBodyNutrition.com. Got it. That's awesome. Well, Chavo, thank you and Sherry for oh. flying all the way out here. So, and I'm going to, why okay. is she 187? So 187 is the penal code, right, for... For, for kill, murder. For murder, right? <laughs> but her, when she did her her fitness competition, and I don't know if I showed you this. Was, no, I haven't seen this. So she was like, hey, I got to do, hey, she goes, okay, I'm going to be a nutritionist. I got to have some skin in the game. So she did a competition and swept it, took won three divisions, killed it. I'm going to show you Murdered the competition? Mur- well, her number was no 187. Uh, are you kidding me? As she was walking <laughs> out, she, uh, she, she goes, this is my number 187. I go, 187? I said, you're going to win. She goes, what do you mean I'm going to win? I said, you're going to kill this. That's what. That's the penal code for, for murder. And she's like, what? <laughs> and then that turned into her 187 killer body. That is, oh, that's probably the coolest story. 40, 45, and 50. Girl, I'm so proud of you. Yeah, first time out. First time. First time. I love that. What an amazing success story. Well, uh, both of you, thank you for taking the time. Girl, I, yes, way to get uncomfortable and then take that bat, knock that all the way out of the park. Congratulations. Um, Okay, well, uh, this is a wrap. Chavo, thank you. Sherry, thank you guys. Uh, And again, one last time, if you are wanting to support this podcast, it is patreon.com forward slash Gabby Tuff. We will see you next time. Quick reminder, this is a listener-supported podcast, so take a moment, head over to the Patreon, show your support. It's patreon.com forward slash Gabby Tuft. If you want to see the video, it's all there for every podcast episode, as well as lots of behind-the-scenes footage, video, and photographs, and even some images that uh, Instagram and social media probably won't let me show. Head on over and subscribe to the Patreon.